the 2018 U.S. elections may have been historic for women candidates. But as a female member of parliament in Hungary, you find yourself a part of a minuscule minority. And so you fight, every day, to challenge this problem. You find stories of inspiration all around you. But to many girls in your homeland, you yourself are an inspiration. You're listening to 2233, a podcast of Exchange Stories. I was amazed when I was in New Orleans uh, when you had the Boo Parade. I was amazed by the fact that the whole town was having party together and there were the trucks with heavy music and uh, people in very scary suits sometimes. I, I was standing there with New Orleanian families, children and parents and youngsters and elderly people, and we were having fun together, we were dancing together, and uh, we were waiting for the candies and for the little things thrown out of these vans, and we were so happy together, we were sometimes singing together, and I think that was a very refreshing moment for us because really we came from different cultures, and we just realized that when it's about Halloween, we all have the same feelings, and I can say the same thoughts. And uh, I just, it was incredible for me to see all those men, serious men in um, Ghostbusters suits, uh, dancing to the famous music of Ghostbusters, and also all those serious women and men in a total mask and, and those marvelous suits dancing and singing together. This week, celebrating democracy in beauty parlors and nail salons, talking about problems out in the open, and finding a community of women all around the globe. Join us on a journey from the Hungarian parliament to the halls of the U.S. Congress to strive for equality. It's 2233. We report what happens in the United States, warts and all. Exchanges shaped who I am. When you get to know these people, they're not quite like you. You read about them, they are people very much like ourselves. And oh, that's what we call cultural exchange. Ooh, yes. My name is Bernadette Sale. I come from Hungary, and I am a member of the Hungarian parliament. I participated in the IVLP program. First of all, these three weeks, um, uh, I had the chance to spend uh, uh, with a lot of uh, female leaders, gave me a lot of positive vibration and energy because I come from a male-dominant male, male uh, field. As Congresswoman Johnson said, this is a nation of nations, and I was amazed by the diversity. And I'm so happy that I had the chance to see Washington, D.C., but I am even more happier to have the chance to see many states here because, yes, you are connected, you form one nation. But in reality, you have a very diverse culture, and you showed me a beautiful example of how to live together since coming from different cultures. I'm always amazed by the fact that here people talk about problems in a very forthcoming way. 
And I think this is very important because if you want to build democracy, then you have to talk about the problems. And the atmosphere is very open here. I had the chance when I had the home hospitality to have political discussions with people. People were talking about politics and problems very openly, and they did not want to disguise it, uh, uh, even from a Hungarian person or a person coming from abroad. But they were asking me about my home and what kind of problems we have. And, you know, this open discussion between uh, international people is always giving the feeling that you can get closer to each other and you can share your problems so you can maybe share your visions as well. It was amazing for me to meet Congresswoman Eddie Bernice Johnson in Dallas. She said when I was asking her about what her motivation is, that finding something that is productive on the day while I am here. And I was amazed by her. She is serving currently her 13th term in the U.S. House of Representatives. And she is actually the first female and the first African-American to be elected as a Texas senator since the Reconstruction era. She was the one who invited hundreds of women, international peace activists, politicians, educators to Dallas to attend a program which is called A World of Women for World Peace. It was after 9-11, and she wanted to bring a culture of peace in the world. And she was promoting nonviolent resolutions in conflict zones. She said when we were in the building that while looking at the window, she can see the positive results of her previous decades in politics. Remember, she began in 1972, but when answering my question about the results she is the most proud of, she was talking about giving maternity leave for teachers and giving school breakfast for, for poor children. When we were in New Orleans, um, I had the pleasure to meet Cindy Nguyen. She is councilwoman. She arrived to the United States at the age of five. Her parents told her that it would be a vacation. But when they were on the ship, crowded ship, full of people, she thought that, hmm, well, this would be a very interesting vacation. She has the, one of the most difficult electoral districts in uh, New Orleans. But she made up very creative campaign techniques. For example, she goes to nail salons and to barber shops and she makes cuts and conversation. So she has the possibility to meet people on the spot. And she does coffee and conversation as well. But she does one-on-ones in the city hall as well. And she can devote half an hour for one person. And this goes on and on for like three hours of time. And I was amazed that even on Sundays, she finds the possibility uh, to get connection to people. She has Sunday live broadcast on Facebook, and it is very interactive. People can ask her questions because she realized that many working women with a lot of children and work and business and everything, they do not have time to deal with politics on weekdays because she wants to be accountable and she wants to be authentic. And I'm very convinced about the fact that without the leadership of the women, societal problems will never be solved. So I really cross my fingers to Cindy Gnayan. She was just elected, and I wish her all the good luck in her very precious work.
There are not many of us uh, in Hungary uh, who are women and who are in politics. Currently in the Hungarian parliament, the representation of women MEPs is exactly 10%. And we want to attract women in politics because we want to have the possibility to learn from their experience and we want to represent them in the Hungarian political life. We have our special problems being women uh, and we have our needs uh, and we want, we want to influence politics. But then we have to run for office. I've been in the parliament for uh, 2012. I have already met a lot of young women and they said that they are not brave enough to get in politics because the language that is used in politics is not the language they want in their own lives. And that is why they, do, they are sometimes not even eager to follow the news, because they have the feeling that news are not about themselves. And I want to give politics back to people. And that is why it is very important, like what Cindy Guyen does, to go to the barbershop, to the nail salon, to where people are, so that people can feel that we politicians are there for themselves. We, we want to give information for them, but we also want to listen to them. Throughout the program, we had a lot of opportunities um, to meet women in the US military and also in police. And um, I was amazed how hard work it is to hit the stereotypes all the time. I have to tell you that almost 17% of the military are women who are currently on active duty. And in this beautiful country, you have more than 200,000 women veterans. It is very important to fight against stereotypes because the principle or the stereotype is like that a veteran is a man, not anymore. I was amazed uh, when I heard that uh, in many times, women and men are not evaluated on the same uh, basis. Many times men are evaluated on future performance, while women on present performance. So like, Joe will be able to do this job, but she has never done this job yet. And this makes a difference because Joe will get the job, but she will not get the job. There is a clear correlation between the reported domestic violence events and how many women are out there on the streets. If you have more women out in the streets and if you have more chance uh, to meet them, actually you have more domestic violence issues reported and you can help more people and you can prevent a lot of issues that must be prevented. I have to tell you that it was a lifetime memory to meet Chief Jimmy Perdue from Texas. He had a vision because he is really a visionary man. And he had the vision of providing the women in his department with the tools to succeed in the field of law enforcement. And he said that first we have to begin it with ourselves. So he influenced his own area and um, he changed his police department by creating an environment where women are welcome 
I loved his motivation. He said that he has a 25-year-old daughter and he wants to treat women in a way he wants her daughter to be treated. And I think that diversity he created serves as a very good example for many, many police departments uh, all around the U.S. nation and also all around the world because we all know domestic violence is there. We all know that a lot of criminal acts can be prevented. And I think that the contribution of police women and uh, officers is an absolute must in this, uh, in this field. I was very proud of the fact that we were there from five continents of the globe, representing almost 100 countries in this earth. And uh, what I was talking about, how important the NGO participants is uh, when the state operates, I was given a big applause uh, from uh, the audience. And they said that they have never heard a politician talking so nicely about the NGO sector. This trip was really about diversity for me and I will never forget the faces I met because I just realized that uh, we women, we just came from so many countries, but we share basically the same stories. And I have all the pictures and selfies with me and, the, and I have all the stories behind those pictures and selfies. And I'm going to preserve these stories for the lifetime and I'm sure when I will be on the spot sometimes you know giving interviews meeting people uh, in the marketplace or in front of barber shops or nail salons and Cindy Nuyandas these stories will come into my mind uh, because because really we gave very very we, we gave very precious gifts to each other Yesterday when we had a farewell party in the hotel, I was just amazed when I was looking at the different dances of the participants of the programs. They were brave enough to go on stage and show what uh, uh, they have in their own cultures. And we were just applauding to each other and really I had the feeling that the whole globe is in that very room. I have the feeling that these positive vibrations stay with me when I get home and I can uh, give it over, pass it on to girls and women and, uh, and other people in my own culture because I am really convinced that without women leadership, um, the societal problems will never be solved. And I think um, uh, what I was given here, all the personal stories uh, of women leaders, they just make me feel we all go through a way which is not easy at all and we must never give up. And this perseverance is an absolute must uh, on this field. And uh, being together with so many women, it was really like a sisterhood. And I am sure that this network will survive after closing this program because uh, we have so much in common. We have just realized coming from almost 100 countries of this globe that even though we come from different cultures and different backgrounds, uh, we share basically the same problems. Mm -hmm.
2233 is produced by The Collaboratory, an initiative within the U.S. State Department's Bureau of Educational and Cultural Affairs, better known as ECA. My name's Christopher Wurst. I'm the director of The Collaboratory. 2233 is named for Title 22, Chapter 33 of the U.S. Code, the statute that created ECA. And our stories come from participants of U.S. government-funded international exchange programs. In this episode, Bernadette Sell shared her story and moments from her recent U.S. IVLP program on peace and security. For more about the Fulbright and other ECA exchange programs, check out eca.state.gov. We also encourage you to subscribe to 2233, and you can do that wherever you find your podcasts. And we'd love to hear from you. You can write to us at ecacollaboratory at state.gov. That's E-C-A-C-O-L-L-A-B-O-R-A-T-O-R-Y at state.gov. Special thanks to Bernadette this week for her story and her commitment to democracy in Hungary. I did the interview and edited this episode. Featured music was Deep Forest by Ralph Martyry and his orchestra. Acclamation by Water Features. I Can't Get Started by Ruby Braff Quartet. And La Palazza by Gustavo Cronenzi. Music at the top of each episode is Sebastian by How the Night Came. And at the end, the credit music is Two Pianos by Tagay Lius. Until next time. <laughs>